Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. Episode 184, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two guys that have never met in real life, living in very different places in the United States. My name's Colin Flynn and my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin, what's up? So I am back in New Jersey, and uh, what are we looking at here? We are looking at Tuesday, March 31st, right? Yes, and, the end of March. And we're essentially at a point where we're, we've been doing this uh, social distancing thing as a country, or we're up on it in like the major cities, for coming up on like two weeks, and it keeps getting more and more serious. And you and I... Oh, is this 184 or 185 episodes? It doesn't really matter. But it's I a, think it's, 184. Okay. I believe. And so I think that we can get to 200 during this time, in the next week maybe. That's how much time we have on our hands. Um, but I want to say that we've been doing this for coming up on about just about two and a half years. That's correct. And, and, and like you said in our intro, we have never met in person. So we are way ahead of the curve on this social distancing thing, you and I. <laughs> and I'm just thinking that, no, I just want to say we are going to land on the right side of history is is what I'm saying. We know shit. It's funny because, uh, you know, some of the every, you know, there's national podcasts, of course, and I've seen some of these guys scrambling to try to figure out, oh, you know, what are they going to do now with guests? And uh, there's some local guys here that uh, have a sports podcast. And one of the guys is is a dude that I uh, have some conversations back and forth with. We're not really friends, but uh, we know of each other. And uh, he's a local sports writer and his sports team that normally gets together and they do a podcast at, uh, I believe they've got a little studio space at one of the local radio stations. All of a sudden, they're on the outs. They're they're like, we can't go there. We can't do this. How are we going to do this? And so I exchanged a little information back and forth with him, how they might do it. Um, And uh, so there are knuckleheads like us in the United States or across the world, anywhere on the globe that have kind of figured out this way of doing it in different locations. Yep. Some yep. people doing it better than others, and uh, you know now we're 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 the knuckleheads that are going. Hey, why don't you try using this? So um, right, and and so it's it's I I don't know. I think maybe I talked about Howard Stern on the last episode. Is that he did not have a home studio, and apparently uh, fifteen years ago, whenever it was, I think he's been there since two thousand six. Like, but he had the contract before then. They were going to set him up with a home studio, right? And any any device, no, no, not at all, whatever. And so he had to do that on his own, like you know, with someone brought the equipment in, and he talks about saying that they they had it there last week, but he did not touch it. He wanted it to sit for a week and have it wiped down and the whole thing, because he's hardcore paranoid about it. But over the last few weeks, I've been watching a lot of these professional broadcasters who are the talent doing it and they're on the zoom calls they're doing this thing they're doing it from home whatever they've got jimmy fallon they've got their kids and it's kind of cute but it's like the quality is terrible right you they're having like musicians on their show from home and it's like that's a terrible room to be in jimmy Kim, jimmy kimmel finally got his uh home his at home studio set up where they must have someone as the technical director somewhere doing it. Same thing with Stern where it's like, he's doing the thing. He's got all the equipment and they're get they're putting the calls into him 
and but it sounds good. It sounds like a professional broadcast because that thing wasn't really good or sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah. weird. It's it's like it, it surprised me a couple of times. Like I saw Jimmy Kimmel interviewed Trevor Noah, and Trevor Noah has been doing the Daily podcast from home. I mean, I mean, his did the Daily Show from home. He had Fauci on, and it was a really good interview. And at that point, even if he was using a phone or an iPad or something else, he had a better angle. But when he was on with 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 Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, it was just like. How's this guy a professor? I mean, I know he's a talent, but he, the camera angle is weird. Like, why can't I don't get it? You know? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it just real basic things, but I guess they don't ever have to really think or worry about that, right? And no, they and just so walk think, in. Yeah, stand yeah, I, on, stand on the X. And, I I, yeah. I think in some ways it, it's it's sort of it was a little fun and novel for half a minute, but then it gets to a point where it's just like if the content's not good, and I'm not suggesting that just because we have figured out this way of doing it that you, you've got a very listenable podcast, but at least you can. It's it's not distracting all that other stuff because those echoes and the poor video quality and the cutting out, it's you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to watch or listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guys, I can't speak for everyone else, but no, I was just thinking, you know, so those guys, uh, you know, to their, uh, you know, to their, uh, I guess, making sort of uh, excuses for them a little bit. If if you're. Uh, uh, Chris Cuomo, and you are usually at work. Are you worried about having a you know really kick-ass internet connection at home so that you can stream video? Probably not. Uh, no, you know, because yeah. you have a separation. You go into yeah. a studio in New York City and whatever. And and before you know uh, uh, a pandemic that seems to you know uh, deaths double every day in major cities, you, you you cannot you cannot really foresee a scenario where. I'm not going to be able to go into my studio and do my show. It's right. just, it's not, it's not a thing. You wouldn't think of it, you know. And, yeah, it, it's, you know, I wonder with Stern, with his contract coming up and with, uh, you know, how this is impacting businesses, does it get to a point where he has this set up at home? Yeah, he's been doing this for a long time, but does it get to a point where he enjoys being at home, enjoys being with his wife, enjoys painting and doing all these other things that would be like, I can just do this from home or I can just start my own app or, you know, I have enough of an audience where I can do this on my own. Yeah, you know? there's there's uh, okay. So as an example, last week I I watched uh, I think all I think there was four maybe five uh, of the Rogan things. I watched all of them. And it was all of his closest buddies that he was bringing into the, his his little uh, studio thing. Uh, it's, as I understand, it's not little. It's it's pretty uh, kick ass. What he's got, what he's built out there, as far as uh, uh, he his, actually had people come in, like actual people come in. Yeah, so he had huh. like um, um, you know, like I said, his closest buddies. They sat across the table from each other. Um, I don't know what they were using for, uh, you know, like as far as wiping the place down and all of that stuff. But yeah, so he had, um, you know, like just the people that he normally is in in his circle. But yeah, he had uh, one, I think, every day last week that came in and they did three hour podcast together. Hmm. So um, he had Tom Segura, he had Burt Kreischer, he had uh, uh, you know, 
a, a group of you know those those type of people and like i said they're they're probably worth like almost he's got that huge table thing that they sit across from so they're they probably are about six feet apart i think they're pretty close to to following the rules um mm-hmm. as far as the social distancing goes uh you know getting back and forth i know some states are trying to crack down on just general movement uh there's been at least here in iowa there's been a lot of pushback we've got a governor that's saying um social distancing yes as far as locking down the state as far as any mandatory you know um, shelter in place stuff she's saying no uh, and uh, she's getting pushed back from from certain groups of people that are, are not uh, thinking that's uh, the way to go. Uh, I, I'm torn sort of back and forth. Um, I, I look at the neighborhood right now and there's people out walking all over, walking dogs, families, um, people you wouldn't normally see. The neighborhood is alive. The weather is starting to perk up. Uh, you don't have a lot to do in some cases anyway. People are keeping away from each other. You know, if you see somebody coming down the street, if you're on the sidewalk, generally when you're like a half a block away from somebody, somebody is making the move to step away from either going out into the street maybe or stepping across to the sidewalk on the other side, things like that. Everybody's staying away, but they're out. And should they be out? I think yes. I think absolutely. We went to a, a local park uh, a couple days ago, and uh, they've got a big parking lot in this place. Uh, lots of cars in the parking lot. There's a lake there, and there were a lot of people out with their little personal watercraft, those little kayaky things and canoes and all that kind right, of stuff. Right. Everybody's staying away from each other. Out in the air. I think yeah, that, yeah. Uh, it seems to me that's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. And and I had been running, you know, when I was up in Connecticut with Susie, I would go on runs, not daily runs, but, you know, I would do anywhere from two to five a week for those two week that two-week period. And, uh, you know, if I saw someone, whatever, if I saw someone walking their dog and I was, like, running on the same side of the road that they were walking toward me, I would cut over to the other side. You know what I mean? Like, it's like especially as I'm, like, heavy breathing and, like, yeah. pushing myself. It's like, and it, it's, you know, still might do a head nod or wave or whatever. It depends on the people, whether I know them or not, just sort of the polite thing, you know. Um, it, it's... Even even when we were, Susie and I were on a walk one day, and we walked down, we walked past um, her friend's house, and and this this couple, uh, and and their kid were outside doing yard work, and um, I, I met them at a concert at the in September, and and I went to their house for the Oscars. And I don't know them well, but I'm friendly with them, and we had a conversation with them, and we were, it, it would if before this pandemic. If you watch, you'll be like, that's a weird phrase. Like, they're kind of far away from one another to be having a conversation, mm-hmm. right? But didn't think much of it at all, right. you know? You know, I borrowed a spiralizer because I made, you know, zagetti, uh, you know, zucchini, you know, vegetable spaghetti kind of deal, you know? Um, and, you know, so we they handed it to me and I took it and whatever. But we had that twice where we interacted with them, but it was outside. And, you know, I don't know. We didn't have a measuring stick, but... We definitely weren't any closer than than five feet. So I don't know if it was the exact six feet, but um, a ways away. Yeah, yeah, a, a fair, yeah, a fair ways away. Uh, and and so have you? Have you known? Have you been paying attention to the number of cases in Iowa or in Cedar Rapids and the number of deaths, if any? 
Yeah, I've just pulled it up. They uh, right now in Iowa, and and I don't know. They they, they keep telling us uh, forget about the number of reported cases because it's meaningless and bullshit. Yeah, of course. But, ever, but everybody's yeah, right, watching right, right. it anyway. Sure. So we've got just just shy of 500 cases uh, in Iowa right now, and uh, we have had seven total deaths in Iowa. Uh, four of those are from the county that I live in, and we have, uh, as I understand it. Uh, uh, in this, uh, in this, in the city that I live in, in Cedar Rapids, that uh, one of the local nursing homes has a uh, outbreak there. That they figure at this point, I think the number they said was right around 50 elderly in that same uh, facility are infected. So, um, again, you know, the the, the numbers are. are bouncing around and you don't know what to to really pay attention to i think really the only thing that you can look at is the number of dead people that they're that they're uh, looking at right now so um, right right yeah yeah and, so did you watch did you watch that uh not outbreak but the other one uh the the one with um chris martin's uh, gwyneth Altrow, that one uh I, you and know Matt Damon. i, I what was I have I have not seen it, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. We're on social media, and we're we're looking at news stories and and that sort of stuff. And I know everybody's talking about uh, you know, all the TV stuff and mm-hmm. um, contagion, I, contagion. Yes, you contagion, didn't contagion. I, ha- I have not seen it. I've okay. I've I, since the the, and this seems like so last week, so so four four or five days ago. That's this weird mental state that the that I'm in now because everybody else is there too. But uh, I did watch. Watch all of Tiger King. Yeah, me uh, too. I did as well. We can, yeah. yeah, we can we can we can table that because uh, yeah. hey, that's a wormhole. Seems like a long long ways away uh, since that since I sure. watched it and sure. uh, I've moved on. Uh, since then, I've I've sw- switched over and I've watched uh, most of, although not all of, the last season of Ozark. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet. I uh, Susie's a season behind me. I don't know that I'm going to wait for her. I might just go ahead and go for it um, over the next couple of days. Yeah. So, but other than that, I I really uh, I I've been a little atypical. I haven't watched uh, tons and tons of TV like a lot of people are i've been reading a little bit more i've been trying right like you i've been trying to do a little more uh, physical activity stuff I've, mm-hmm. I've been walking the dogs quite a bit uh i've even i think lost a little bit of weight uh, since this uh, whole thing started yeah. um quit uh, well just because i thought it was unhelpful i'm using the the word that the uh, world health organization uh, i saw an article uh come out by them uh i i've i've pretty much quit drinking during this whole thing i've, I've oh, had okay i've had one one beer uh we mm-hmm. had uh, dinner one night and i had one beer and uh but other than that i've i'm not i just it does seem unhelpful to me right now for uh, well you know i don't drinking. know though i mean if 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 purell right if they tell you to wash your hands and use soap and and that purell is only worthwhile if it has over 60 percent alcohol is it possible alcohol being poured down is a good cure for the China virus is what uh, I want to know. It's a, yeah. it's a serious question. A serious questions only. I think I'm going to tweet Dr. Fauci about yes. that one. Is alcohol, will alcohol kill the virus and save my life? 
So I was in a local grocery establishment yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was trying to get uh, up and down the aisle quick and uh, keep away from people, like everybody is. And I went down the aisle, even though um, I'm not uh, not uh, bragging, but we we really don't need it. But uh, the, I went down the aisle, the the, the toilet paper aisle. Right. The reason, the reason I went down that aisle because it was there was nothing in the aisle. It was empty, and there was nobody in it because everybody thought, all right, there's yep. nothing, nothing there. Don't even go there. But right. So so I ducked down the toilet paper aisle, and in the middle of the toilet paper aisle, they had uh, I thought sort of cleverly, uh, but some people don't have uh, the same uh, twisted sense of humor I have, or the person who made the display did but in the middle of that aisle they had set up bottles of a big display of everclear which is 151 proof so you could go in and buy a bottle of liquor off of the shelf where the toilet paper would be and it was not uh it was the strong stuff the stuff that i would think yeah would sure that's kind of germs. amusing i would not want to wipe my uh, my ass off with it but uh you know it was it was there um yeah, I have not. I have not been drinking, you know, since uh, end of January. Uh, you know, that third week of January when I was down in Florida for that golf thing, which seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, and again, it's just it was just one of those things where I was like, ah, and I just decided not to, and I'm just sticking with it. Uh, and I was trying to get on this health kick when I was with Susie. You know, 15 days. We, we especially once we started, and I knew I was going to be staying there for two weeks straight. Um, we had a we had a routine where we would get up every morning, we would have breakfast, we would have lunch, we would have dinner. It wasn't the same exact time every day, but it was fairly structured. I don't expect to have that as much here because I've not been one to do the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I eat a lot more than Susie does. I am in if she she can do a, a thing of potato chips and in a in a little bowl and not finish them. Uh, if she gets potato chips, I'm like, I don't want any potato chips, and she just wants them for herself, I will eat more potato chips than she will. So it's like I don't have self-control, right? So uh, And so I want, now that I'm home, I'm going to try to focus on exercise, health, and not eating as much, and sort of maybe intermittent fasting and sort of rationing, not because of a pandemic, or, you know, but most of the stores seem to, actually the grocery stores seem to have most of everything except toilet paper. I was in a Target yesterday. No toilet paper. There, you know, still, I was I was at the ones here locally yesterday, and there's still, uh, I was in Target, and we. I, I decided, okay, I don't really want to go to places so much that don't have... Uh, self checkout because I thought I'm just going to take one more person out of the out of the germ equation, and so if I don't have the person who's handled everything from everyone, uh, grabbing my stuff and putting all you know touching each one of everything, um, I, that's you know like I said it's may, maybe a little less germy. So uh, going so that gives you really I, in this area that gives you like two choices: you can go to Target or you can go to Walmart. Uh, for self check, and I don't know really of any other place that has has the well, self check. CVS, CV, I don't know if you have CVS, but CVS hasn't. But I'm not walking into a uh, drugstore. All right, now. We, yeah, we have CVS, uh, and I'm I'm with you there. I think I'd just rather stay out of the drugstore. I, think I mean, I, I had to fill my prescription when I was up at Susie's. I ran drive out through. of my blood pressure, and I did drive through. Twenty five minute wait. Yeah, really. I mean, I had three things: twenty five minute wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, they probably have more people going through the drive through now than they ever had before. Yeah, I, and I have no idea why I started about the self checkout thing. That I, I had a, I had something I was going to. Uh, oh well, we did the self checkout thing yesterday at Target. So, uh, Susie was getting a lot more groceries. Um, her kids were coming home, and and so I ended up. 
um, and I had three things that I was getting for myself, like cat litter, you know, razors, and uh, and and something else. And and so we they had blue painters tape, and they were like only letting in certain number of people at a time. I tell you, those self checkouts in in Target, there were like six of them. Mm-hmm. were so close to one another, and so I went to one. Susie went to the one behind or in front of me. And and I checked out, and I was so weird with her because, and she was like, "You're being so weird. What's going on? Is, did you see someone you know?" I I just really wanted to get out of there, like I was trying to help her bag her stuff and put the stuff back in the cart after she like scanned it. I was like, "Oh my god, I would much rather have one person touching this than be in this area with like three people over here to my right, two people behind me, people passing through, people that work there. The razors I had had one of those security things on there, so I had to hand it to the associate so she could remove it so I didn't set off the alarms when I left. Mm-hmm. There was like a car horn that was beeping and apparently they must have you can pick up at the store and they have a whole system where oh, you drive yeah. up somewhere. So there's ah, ah, and like that's and the whole thing. So even though the store wasn't necessarily crowded by the time we got to check out I was like I just don't want to be in, in here and I wasn't wearing a mask fine. There are mixed things about wearing masks anyway, whether or not it's good or bad. I mean, maybe it's good that you don't touch your face, but I had gloves on. I had, uh, Susie had uh, disposable rubber gloves that we were both wearing. Right. Um, You know, it's it's just one of those things where even last night when I got home, I went into ShopRite, and the ShopRite had these giant plexiglass, like, they had to be like six foot high, but where it was mounted at the register, right between you and the cashier. And it must have been about two and a half, three feet wide. And I was like, they put them in last week. And I think some places are doing that. Yeah, we've seen um, that and, too. And also to protect the people that work there. You yeah. Know? I mean, they're interacting with a lot more people than I'm interacting oh with. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for those people. Oh, my God. It, it, it's just like they must be working crazy hours. Now, I noticed that Whole Foods, which is normally open until 10, closed early last night. ShopRite's open until midnight, but I don't know what time they closed. I know that I got there on time. The whole reason I went to ShopRite was Cameron was accepted to his fourth school. So he got into four of eight schools, rejected straight up from three schools, waitlist for Tulane, and he got into NYU, Boston College, GWU, and Fordham University. So, so what are the ones that rejected him? Because uh, I want to n- make I want to make note because uh, Northwest. So North. So and he got a fourteen thirty on his SAT. Really? Northwestern. Northwestern. Emory, really. Northwestern. Emory. Johns Hopkins. And. Northwestern, Emory, and uh, Johns Hopkins, and Cornell. Cornell. Cornell waitlisted him with the early decision and then rejected him straight up. So every year there's a dumb, different number of people that uh, apply. You don't know where you're going to fall in that, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, yeah, it's not everyone's going to get in. So he got into four of his schools and he joked with me on his phone when I talked to him about it on my drive home. He said, uh, You got to get me a cake. And I thought he was just joking. And he was just joking. But then his mom, Andrea, said to me, she's like, did you get Cameron the cake? I'm like, no, I didn't get him a cake. I thought he was joking. She's like, it'd be nice, though, to get him the cake. And then I was like, you know what? It would be nice. They've all been home for three weeks. He did get into the school. You know, he's not seen his friends. Let me get a cake. So I go out, go to the shop, right? I get the cake. I get these, these like, fake, this free wine made by Sutter Home. It's like, and, and then I realize, oh, I should get the fake champagne. 
So I get that whole thing. I get an Oreo ice cream cake. I get a thing that I can draw on it. My whole idea was it was like, congratulations, Cameron. I was going to list all of the four schools with the four schools he didn't get into and cross those out. And then like a thumbs up. It was terrible. I could barely, there was so much like uh, cookie crumb, Oreo cookie crumb on it. There was no white space and I got black gel to write on the thing. It didn't work. So even when, so uh, I did the whole thing. Andrea, my, my, you know, Andrea and Kylie sitting at the dining room table, get the whole thing out. Andrea gets candles. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. We get the candles. I get my iPad. I set it up. I FaceTime my mom. I say, mom, dad, we're going to do this thing here, but just don't say anything. I'm going to set it up. Go upstairs. Cameron is in his bed. He had been asleep since seven o'clock. He's a bit of a sleepwalker, sleep talker. So I think he's awake. I'm like, Cameron, and knock on his door. He's like, and I walk in, he's watching some show called The Regular Show, you know, like a car cartoon network show and but he's not watching it he's asleep i'm like cameron put on a shirt and come on out i set up my my phone for video and the whole thing and then he's like what are you going to sleep i'm so tired i'm like cameron you just have to come down i'm like i gave up his mom went up got him he comes down so he comes down in his boxer shorts no shirt his like thing and he was not happy he was not happy about this kick he was thankful, but it was it was a nice little moment to do this thing, uh, but it, it didn't go as planned, <laughs> you know. Like it, it's it's got to suck for a kid, you know. It does. It does. You know, yeah. it's his senior year. You know, yeah, we had it's that not discussion. a normal senior year. It's yeah. yeah, it sucks. But a bunch of neighbors were uh, had kind of a driveway thing where everybody was six feet apart, and everybody uh, brought a can of their own beverage, and uh, and uh, they were standing in the driveway lamenting about the seniors. And uh, that, that, yeah, that in, in a way I feel bad for them. Uh, in a way, I, I I think back to senior that that part of my life, and uh, most of that I have I. I Honestly, have like zero memory of. I vaguely remember um, walking out into the sunshine, uh, the graduation day uh, after the event. I remember walking out with the cap and gown on, and I remember thinking to myself, "I am never going to see these people again, and I don't want to." <laughs> and then Facebook happened. And you're like, "Oh, damn it! Damn it! You fuckers! So how did back. they find me? Why did yeah, they find me? Yes, there were many of them that did. But uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, uh, okay. So earlier in, the, uh, I, I just wanted to mention uh, earlier in the uh, in the recording here, I uh, mentioned Chris Chris Cuomo, and uh, oh I yeah, shouldn't have, I yeah, shouldn't he, have. He, why is that? Uh, he has been uh, diagnosed. He is. Uh, he is positive. You, you did mention him, but I don't think you said anything terrible or negative. But he did test positive. I heard that. He did test positive. So who? I, I feel like I. I did not know that. I just saw this pop up on my. Yeah, on my I did know that, but it wasn't what you were talking about. So I sort yeah. of tabled it because uh, right, well. I didn't necessarily want to go into a full, um, a full. COVID-19 uh, virus we don't need to do that the, the rabbit hole, except I will go into my little macro, macro? R- rabbit hole. Yeah, sure. I, 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 two weeks with Susie, everything was fine. Not that everything was fine. I mean, we were in the, you know, 24-7 for 14 days, and it turns out that I'm an asshole. She didn't tell me this. I knew this. I just didn't know how bad it was. She confirmed it. It, it, it was, it's, yeah, I suck. I really, I have a problem. And, and and that problem is I'm an incredibly impatient jackass and a dick. Um, sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Um, and, and that has nothing to do with Susie. 
or a pandemic that has to do with me, and I gotta start. I gotta figure that out and 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 work on it. Uh, but now's not the time to be seeking mm-hmm. mental health and stuff. And I'm gonna have to, in a personal way, be more present and get better. And so anyway, so but I was fine otherwise. Though as far as like COVID nineteen, the pandemic, and for the most part, figuring out like how to spend our time and and what we did and everything was pretty good. And I was not panicked about anything. Even though I was going to a grocery store, or I we got a delivery, a couple food delivery, a couple of days, and I got here, and when I turned on Howard Stern, I'm listening to him, and he's like really hardcore serious about this, and he's talking about it a lot, and he's worried about yeah. his parents, and he doesn't even want his dad picking up the New York Times, and you know, <laughs> because right. uh, like that kind of stuff, you know, like not using the equipment for a full week, making sure it's wiped down, the whole thing, and so I, I started to cough now. Part of it is, I think, because Cameron, Andrea, and Kylie were all sick. And I came upstairs to my desk where I'm recording right now, and there was a pitcher of water, a glass, and I knew that Cameron had come up here to record a song. Now, he brought his laptop. My computer was, my desktop wasn't even set up yet. And I saw the water there, and I got thirsty at one point, and I drank from it. And I don't think that Cameron had used it or drank from it all, but I swear within moments I started to cough. And I had been watching a lot of news before I went to sleep and and listening to Howard Stern talk about it. And he had Andy Cohen on from Bravo, you know, the Real Housewives guy, whatever, producer guy. And he, and, and, and he was talking about having had it. And I Googled, I, re, I don't know if I told you, do you remember I told you I, I was, my, my doctor told me I had asthma at the beginning of the year? Oh, that's right. He did. He yeah. told me, right? And and it was all based on this little test, like this little touchscreen test thing where you blow into it and you, it's like a, like a, looks like a kid's uh, arcade game, like a, you know, precursor to like a Nintendo Switch kind of deal. Yes. And you have to blow on it and keep the, you know, for like 30 seconds, keep the, um, the cloud hovering in this range. Right. And so that was like the only real test, like breathing into this thing. And I, and I know that with COVID-19, I've heard that the biggest issue is you have respiratory issues. Right. Okay? And I thought to myself, shit, asthma. So I quickly Googled COVID-19 and asthma. Which of course I knew that there was this was not going to be a good result. You're going to die, yeah. and it was it was bad. It, and so I didn't go deep into it, but I just it, it got into my head. I started to cough, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I didn't get a second opinion. What if my doctor was correct and I do have asthma? And then what happens if I do get sick? And you know, and, and then what happens, right? And and what's it like right here? We're not even at the peak here in New Jersey because we're like a week behind New York, and it's like. It's scary. Um, and so, you know, will I even be able to get tested? Where would I go? I don't, you know. And and it was, it only lasted about five minutes, but it was still a five minutes that I'm like, holy shit, that's a bad place to go. Yeah. And, you I, know? I, and I'm not a yeah. hypochondriac at all. I've never been, you know. I, I, but I, yeah. it, well, it was scary. I, I was just going to say, I wonder how many people uh, have had, all the symptoms like for a minute each <laughs> you, you know it's yeah I, the hypochondria thing is it's it's gonna be there because it's being it's being pounded into our heads what to yeah. look for you obviously your throat's a little scratchy so okay it's spring yeah that happens to a lot allergies of too yeah happens yeah. to a lot of people yeah. in the spring but now you can't just go oh these goddamn allergies maybe it's a cold 
you think uh, I'm going to die. It's just the next thing that pops into your head is what the what the hell? I don't want to end up, you know. Yeah, uh, even trying to even go to a doctor or a hospital or, or any of that stuff. Yeah. I think I think I think part of it is is that for 14 days I was with Susie, uh, you know, whom I love, and you know, and and it's 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 mutual and and I care about, and we're there, and like we have each other, and you know, we wake up and we we wake up together, we we go to sleep together, you know, and it's like, and you if you have that moment, you can share it with the moment, and that person can talk you off the ledge. I mean, I texted her, and she talked me off the ledge pretty quickly, and and it was just like, it it, it was, but having in this time of isolation. If you have someone, I mean, what now that I'm here, I'm in the pool house most of the time. It's not that I don't go in the house, but Cameron's go did his ho- online schooling, his homeschooling. Kylie's doing hers. Andrea's working from home, you know. So, and I go to bed here. I, you know, I'm not going to sleep on the couch in there. I go in my bed, but I'm here by myself. So if I can't sleep, I can't sleep. You know, I, I don't want to disturb Susie, who's got to wake up with her kids. And, you know, Cameron and Kylie have their whole routine, you know. So uh, I think that's part of it. Yeah. And then it and then it got worse a couple of hours later after I did my run I was talking to my friend Evan who's a producer and and on a show and he knows a lot more people in in the entertainment film television business than I do and he said you know did you hear that a bunch of people that were on your job uh you know a couple of people got it covid-19 I'm like what and he said and he's like yeah uh, now again I don't know this it isn't confirmed I don't know the guy directly he's like uh, the art director Mateo now the art director shares an office with the set decorator whom I drove hmm. and I would go into that office not only did I meet him I was I was in I was in like within 2 feet of him and I can't remember when we introduced ourselves to one another and I, I think it was Friday the 13th, my last day on the job, because he had seen me around and I had seen him around. And neither of us knew who each other were, and we said hello. And I remember there was a table between us, and I had to use the bathroom. And I, I, I may have been at a point where I didn't shake his hand. I knew that I had, sh- I had been shaking hands with a couple of people that I met mid that week and didn't want to. And as I did it, I'm like, why did I just do that? And then there was another guy, and they introduced and reached their hands out, and I shook their hand too, and I'm like, "Why did I do that again?" I didn't say that out loud, but I it, we were because that's right around the week where it was starting to get. It wasn't a full, uh, you know, social isolation, but it was right before we were starting to shut things down. It would be okay, I think, at this point to say. No, I think at this point we're two weeks. You know, now it would be okay out loud. Yeah. But but it it's but it turns out according to my friend, this guy Mateo is in in ICU like seriously and 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 maybe even in a coma is what i heard and i and i had spoken to another friend last night and uh he doesn't work in the business anymore but he's got a really good friend who's a director of photography i think i talked about the guy on madam secretary and he told me you know um that uh liran has he knows three people that have it and so you know it's but it, it, this guy, Mateo, the guy that I met, and I, I don't, you know, I think I'm in the clear, but it seems like he's he's got it pretty seriously. And and I couldn't tell you how old the guy is. He looked like he was no more than 45. Uh, he looked younger than that. And he looked and seemed like he looked healthy. Now, again, I don't know. His, you know, just because someone looks healthy doesn't mean that they are. You know, so he could be a chain smoker. He, he could be. 
I was just going to say when you say he, he looked healthy, did he look uh, like like really fit, or was he a little bit roly poly? No, or? not roly poly at all. Like a okay. fit, thin, health, like okay. fit right. looking guy. Yeah, like what okay. you know. I mean, I wouldn't look at the. But I mean, there, there, I don't think anyone would look at the guy and go like, "That guy's oof, man. What's up with him? What does he eat?" What is he? What's his story, guy? Well, you know what I mean. Know, like he didn't. Yeah. He, he he had good skin. He had like he looked healthy, good-looking dude. Yeah, Again, so that the, does not mean that he doesn't have underlying health issues. You know the the, the physician, yeah. the physician guy that came on Rogan first that uh, did the you know raised the alarm bells uh, probably earlier than uh, earlier than uh, one of the earliest ones we we heard as as a nation. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he was saying that uh, okay, n- number one thing that is going to be the problem in the United States is underlying health issues. First and foremost, being that we're an obese country, we've got uh, right, right, packing yeah, a little yeah, too much weight. Yeah. And okay, when um, as an example, uh, Joe Diffie, the country singer, yeah, uh, died. I, I saw the picture of him. He was um, Sixty-one years old, but he was he looked like a heavy set guy. Looked like a heavy set guy. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, great singer. I thought he was one of the best of that uh, 90s country class. He, he was a great songwriter. Always seemed, I remember seeing him on things, and he always was a, a happy, laughy, e- eager to share a smile sort of guy. And it's a sad story. Uh, and we're going to have more of those, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, um, I'm. Wow, you know, then they don't know. They really because you know they're talking about blood type. If you're a type A blood type, that's supposedly the the most susceptible to it. Really, uh, um, I think I'm A positive. Uh, did they have a list, a hierarchy? There is a hierarchy, and I really, uh, I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, you, you might not want to know. <laughs> no, you can um, just tell me. You can just tell me. I'm shooting video right now, so you can see my facial expression when I hear this. Where does I, it? <laughs> I believe O negative was the was the one that you want, and uh, uh-huh. I believe I'm I'm pretty sure A positive was uh the the one you you, you don't uh pretty sure <laughs> well uh Galen, this is probably a good time we've never had a sponsor before but uh i um <laughs> i am in talks with a company they're called blood type changer okay now they have this thing where you can take these pills that is not only will cure covid19 it will make you immune from it forever and and to just to all um, all uh, virus future pandemics, there's this one pill that you could take. It will change your blood type to the most to O negative, the best. Yep. It is the no seriously. It's the it's probably the the blood type that Donald Trump has. He has the best best. And the if you, best. If you don't have the pill, you can no find, president if has you don't ever have, had it better. If you don't have the pill, if you yeah. visit your local swimming pool supply store, you can find a chemical substitute for that and add it to a little bit of diet coke, and maybe that'll work. <laughs> yeah, but out for you, you do not, you do not want to get that diet coke from a Chinese gentleman because they will make pee pee in that coke, Wuhan. and chi- and and pee pee Chinese pee pee will give you the China virus. I'm just telling you. We have to be careful. It's mind-boggling that he would still refer to it as the China virus, but I think it's been like a week since he's it done that. It has been. He's he's kind of shifted I think gears he's, there. Yeah, maybe he should sh- okay. seriously stop with that because now it's the American virus. Okay. I heard, I heard an interview with Pence yesterday, and uh, it's the first time I've heard Pence speak. Um, yes. And uh, I, I did uh, watch the Mark Maron uh, latest uh, comedy. Yes, thing. yes. He's not and a I fan know, of, of Pence. He's not a fan of Pence. He went on. He had a big, big long closing bit uh, that yep, involved yep. Uh, the mm-hmm. vice president. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I will, sure. will say this. Just listening to him, he came off uh, – 
pretty good. I thought I was listening to him. I felt kind of reassured. He he had some he had some good answers to things, and uh, yeah, it sounded he sounded presidential. He did. Yeah. So so they, it's a weird thing because it's like I, I'm not not a fan of the guy. I don't know much no. about him. I only know you know the few things that when he head up the task force for uh, what 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 was his state? Ohio. I don't know his state where he's from but uh, uh it, it was the hiv task it was a it, I, again i haven't read full articles and whatever the reason i watch the coronavirus task force uh things live is i kind of want to hear everything that trump says i want to hear the context of it uh, if if it's about him saying something to the news media if it's facts it's statistics i want to google them i want to find out what did he just say what does that mean where did he get that from like i kind of want to say the same thing so i don't really know about pence but there were moments before they went onto the lawn when everyone was like not social distancing where everyone was right behind him Mm -hmm. and pence was there there were times that even though pence seems to have some sort of a poker face like he seems really good for being on camera to stand behind someone because but even so with his tiny little beady eyes there were times it was like it was like it looked like he was holding back from rolling his eyes because there have been moments you know um that trump has said some things that are not correct in terms of facts like he's he's boggled some numbers or said them in a without context that doesn't seem right and the thing there is that if you're doing this thing live is that some people are going to hear them and some people are going to take them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing is you want someone. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York State, has been doing an excellent job. That's what I hear. I really, haven't he seen really any has. of those things, but he I hear has. he has. He, you know, I think, I think it was uh, Gavin Newsom may have been one of the earlier ones. And I think the, the Washington State governor may have been one of the earlier ones. But... Since the national news media has been covering it 24-7, COVID-19, the pandemic, and the spread of it here in the States over the last two weeks, it was Cuomo that was one of the first ones that was having these daily press conferences. And a lot of it, like like I was talking to a friend of mine, and my friend uh, David uh, lives in Queens, and he said he was watching one of the press conferences and that here he is in New York talking to reporters, and he and he explained what the outer boroughs were. So you know, like you've got New York City made up of Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and Staten Island, right? So the outer boroughs are the other four, not Manhattan, the outer boroughs. And he said, "Why would he say that?" And I'm like, "They're covering these nationally, right? If you're covering these nationally, not everyone in all of the country knows what outer boroughs refers to, you're right, y- right? You know, so." So, you know, I mean, I, that's my, I didn't see the press, co- that particular press conference, but that's probably why he's saying that, because he's on a national stage. And so from what I have seen, he has been the model for governors as each state has, you know, more and more cases, you know, in terms of how to talk about it, how to urge the people to practice safe social distancing and, and you know, safe at home, staying at home, just short of you know, banning people from going out. Um, but it's getting closer that if you have a large gathering, a party, a church service, there are states that are going to shut it down. I mean, there are states that have gone as far as Rhode Island, I think, was stopping cars with New York plates. They were doing that in uh, Florida, between, too. Yeah, I think New Jersey, plates. Florida, Alabama, I heard, which is right down where I was uh, vacationing recently. Uh, that line, the, the mm-hmm. flow Bama line, I was calling it. And uh, they're also... Um, 
shutting down uh, they shut down between Texas and Louisiana which uh, right, a right. lot of, a lot of uh, I think it's interstate 10 there that uh, goes back and forth and uh, wow they, they were actually the Texas uh, what do they call them Texas Mounted Patrol and the or whatever the hell they're called the, the I don't know the Texas Rangers that's what it is the Rangers and the uh, state troopers were pulling over people with Louisiana plates and saying you go back get out of here well, I, I got when I so I talked to I, I I think it was I don't remember if it was it may have been Thursday night this past Thursday I FaceTimed my son Cameron and I was talking I couldn't get in touch with Kylie or mom I you know I try all three of them if I can't get in touch with the other two and so I just said hello and was checking in and see how everyone's doing and and he told me. I, I said, yeah, I'll probably be coming home on Monday to go the full 14 days, right? Because Susie, um, on, on Monday, March 16th, two weeks ago, she worked at J. Crew, And she was, it's a retail. People were coming in, right? So to go the full, the full two weeks would have to be yesterday, Monday. Uh, the 30th. So, you know, and, and Cameron started telling me, he's like, well, you better hurry up because uh, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, uh, they're going to shut it down. They're going to, like, ban travel. It was like, so I, I had missed I had missed this at some point because Trump apparently did not say this in the task force press conference. It seemed that he, it, it seems that he tweeted it and he may have said something on one of the Fox shows. And you're like... Now, I, I would imagine that if he did this, he spoke to the governors of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, if he was considering this. But it, it, it's to me, again, it seems kind of irresponsible to say you're going to do that in a tweet. One where, You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you put everything in place, I would think. Again, I've never been yeah. president. I will never be president. I'm not cut out for it. But <laughs> you would think that if you are a leader... That you would put everything in place and you would talk to the governors that run those states. And this is how we, this is what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. This is based on all of this information. And here's where, how we're going to work together to roll this out. They don't seem to have that. In so, place. so, no. and again, and that, and that, so again, I, I, I don't want to make this about Trump and, and what kind of job he's doing because every day is crucial. And what was done yesterday, it's just, it's real challenging. I, I, it's, and, and what makes it more challenging is that he, he personally has a revisionist history on what he says and does and what he meant by it versus what he's saying. But it seems that based on, you know, those press conferences that he's making the job tougher for Pence, Fauci, Burks, and anyone else in a leadership role like his team. You know, it's it's right. you know calling out governors is fine. You don't want to deal with them, but if you're saying I'm not going to help them in the same breath that you have to respect me before I give you something, but are you fucking kidding me? You're dealing with people like people that voted for you that may die if this is not done correctly. Right. I, so, yes, yeah. you're going to help them, but it's not about whether or not you're a shipping clerk. It's mm -hmm. about what is the role of the federal government. Right. This is not exclusive to a Democratic state or a one that, you know what I'm saying? This is something really different. The thing, it doesn't save people because you believe in Jesus. Right. It doesn't. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm painting with a lot of brushes here across many different things, but it's. 
but but my point is is just that when that moment when Cameron tells me I don't even know what he's talking about I'm like what and then I'm thinking to myself wait am I gonna get stuck here what what happens like now I can't even drive after four week two weeks of doing everything that the what they've told us to do I can't go to my home. Yeah, you know? that, that was a weird, uh, like when we were in Florida, was uh, uh, we had that conversation, or is there going to be something at, at any point where they set up some sort of uh, roadblocks or whatever and start asking people where are you going, that sort of thing. And uh, that was a weird thought to even have. We joked that uh, we're from Iowa, so we'll just get on gravel roads and we'll, we'll, we'll take the dirt roads home, which... Uh, <laughs> I might have yeah, had to, I mean, might have had to try, but yeah, I mean, this is not a you know fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That's not that 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 kind of moment. It's just sort of like okay, what are the logistics of this? Where do I like? How do you communicate this when so many different people are getting their information from so many different places? And you know, you'd have to be living under a rock to to not realize, at least in the major cities, at least in the New York metropolitan area. To not realize something is going on. Even if you do not want, you're not on social media, you don't talk to anyone. If you leave your home or look out your window in a metropolitan area, you'd have to know something's not right. Sure. And I traffic, always, traffic alone yeah. on a daily basis. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, 6 p.m. on a Monday driving from Connecticut to New Jersey. Like, there, there were cars on the road, but not, I mean, that's rush hour uh, through a lot of places where there should have been traffic. No traffic. Yeah, that's that's strange world. And I know that there were, uh, apparently, we have seen stories about a lot of people that uh, are uh, trying to get out of the New York area for obvious reasons. I, I just, I've been, we've had this discussion about how uh, glad we are. Living in Iowa to be as spread out as things are, I would not in any way, shape, or form want to be uh, anywhere close to a populated area at this, you know, uh, at this juncture because we can get, yeah, we can, we we can keep our distance uh, pretty well. That situation you were describing at target uh i i was kind of in a similar spot where i was trying to do some some some, some stuff and uh, i was actually in a walmart and which i was like i don't want to go back here again because uh, uh rachel had given me a list of she said okay um we should have we don't have uh, certain vitamins and certain certain things that we should have uh cold remedies and things like that you know on hand and uh, so right. I, I said i'll go and uh mm-hmm. i thought uh, i you know I'll just keep my distance from people and, and cruise on through. It was really impossible to do because there's so many people coming at you know aisles from different ends and and stuff like that. And uh, you know you just try to just move quickly and get the hell out of there. And it was just not a good feeling. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to be as, as uh, stretched out here uh, as we are in the, this part of the country. It, uh, uh, I'm not saying that we're uh, we're immune, but when when they were putting these numbers together, where they're saying you know, there's going to be a hundred to two hundred thousand people that potentially will uh, will you know possibly die from this. You start to divide things out and try to think, okay, how many will that mean around here? Well, the lion's share of those people are going to come from areas closest to the coast, the biggest cities closest to the coast, because that's where the right now we've got the biggest outbreaks. And you know, whether it's uh, San Francisco area, the New York area, um, wherever that that occurs, and then it's going to. I was looking at the heat maps; they have these maps you can pull up now and see where, you know, where the uh, in 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 
infections, I guess is that what we're calling it. The uh, the outbreaks are occurring, and there are spots in the country. The hot spots? The hot spots. There are spots in the country, uh, like the state of Nebraska. There's like hardly there's hardly anything there in, in Nebraska, uh, you know, which is way in the middle of, of nothing. They have no big towns uh, to speak of. Uh, and... Uh, They've got the biggest town in Nebraska is Omaha, which a lot of people for forever have joked that Omaha is actually in Iowa. But um, yeah, um, so the, and when even in New York, as an example, you get outside of New York, what you drive 30, 45 minutes outside New York. And all of a sudden, it gets rural pretty quickly. So um, you just got to get away from those populated areas, and that's where most of the deaths are going to occur. Yeah, I, I I feel for people who live in larger metropolitan areas, live in a small apartment of some sort, and do not have somewhere else to go. No car. Or you you know, what I mean, you, you you either you don't have a car, you don't have you don't have a weekend house or a family member's house. Like a good friend of mine, my friend Eric. Remember the one that I told you where. A friend of mine from college that wrote on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. a few seasons ago. Uh, he's been living in Midtown Manhattan for a long time now, right, right by Times Square, 48th Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. Wow! And he has a studio apartment. And because he's freelance and he he's a writer, you know, he'll do some consulting and punch up some stuff and here and there. But he works from home, you know, so he's at his apartment a lot. And he does stand up comedy, right? So you go out and you do a thing. And so he ended up going to a family home uh, in New Hampshire. Now, his dad, I think, is down in Florida, but he went up there because it'd be like, it's not the place to be. Because even if you're home all the time, if you're in a small space by yourself, there's a huge difference between not, you know, making that choice, being able to pop out whenever you want, to many things are closed. And even if they weren't, I don't want to really be going into a bodega you know, or whatever it is every other than day. for essentials every yes. day like you would because a lot of times in New York City you don't necessarily because of space buy weeks and weeks of groceries and stuff and store, you know, you know, four cases of, of toilet paper, right? So yes. you just go you go out to the corner or wherever grocery store when you need stuff. Or you just, if you're a single guy or, or, or woman or whatever, a lot of times you work and you do your thing and you do takeout all the time. Or you walk into a restaurant and you sit and you grab a quick bite and whatever. Sharing a, sharing a laundry with other people. Yeah. That's too, too. Like you have to go to a laundry. How do you do your laundry? Where are you going to go? you got to touch this thing. It's, I, I, so I feel really fortunate to have been with Susie in her home. Uh, to be here, to be in this pool house, which is it literally is isolation because it's just me inside here. You know, the, so far it's only been one night since I've been back. But um, I do feel that cough coming back on. I'm a little. It's, it's, it's come, come you might you here. might want to step away from the microphone. I'm pretty uh, sure I read somewhere any I other symptoms. Transmit? No, I'm not. I just so uh, just as a side note, uh, I was uh, talking with Rachel. We were um, a couple days uh, into this when we got back, and John's coughing in the background, but uh, he hopefully can hear me. But no, I hear you. I'm, I'm right here. I just I coughed right into my into my sleeve. I sure it's yeah. cool. It's fine. I'm, I can't I can't get it. I'm, I can safely you know say you're right. I can't get it from you here. So um, yeah, but there's it could be airborne droplets through the microphone over the internet into. Cedar yes. Rapids, Iowa, right into your home. It's possible. No. Anyway. <laughs> Should we do that as a press release for the how I gave my podcast co-host? I gave never- my podcast co-host who I've never seen. <laughs> By the way, how many people would think it's real? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or just call us crazy. Yes. Uh, so you were saying, Rachel, your yeah, wife. Yeah, so after, after we got back from vacation, um, the Tori, okay, so we had a big blowout uh, the uh, upon arrival, basically, when we got here, because uh, Tori wanted to take off with her friends when we got back. And this was uh, really... By the time we got back, uh, things were really edgy. It was real, basically for the as far as a lot of people, what they would call the beginning of the of the uh, you know lockdown stuff. It was a week into that we had been isolated but away that whole time. Uh, but um, when we got back, she didn't have a very good sense of and was being uh, like a high schooler would be. Uh, and just she just wanted to get the hell out of the house and she was wanting to go. So we had a, a blowout over that. Uh, which um, I yelled more than I should have. Uh, lost my shit about it uh, a little bit, um, and uh, it, it's like um, I, I don't know. There, there's there's a line there where, I, like with this lockdown thing. Uh, okay, I, sometimes I wish they would almost uh, instead of saying we're going to put everybody on this mandatory lockdown, the shelter in place. Instead of saying that, I almost wish the governor would come on and say, um, "Listen, you fucking idiots that are letting your all your kids gather. Uh, you know, um, you guys are fucking morons, and you're the ones that are the problem." Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, there there are a lot of parents that are home but there's a lot of parents that still have to fucking go to some shitty job and their yeah. kids are running yeah. around together they're, they're not sheltering right. in place they're still hanging right. out with each other right anyway after this uh, blowout thing and tori got convinced that uh, uh she was gonna have to stay home and shelter in place uh, for whatever that means and she uh disappeared to her room for um two or three days uh, literally i was just coming up to eat and uh, that sort of thing she um for uh for about the next two days she, every time you talk to her tried to talk to her she was super super nasty to her mother uh and uh when she she should have been more mad at me because i was the one that was uh was was the was the the dick uh more so when we when we had the uh, stay at home uh, uh argument um if there was a uh, somebody that she could have uh, been nice to, I guess, put it that way, it, it should have been her mother at that point, but she wasn't. And uh, Rachel made the joke that uh, it's highly possible that at this point, the reason she's being uh, as crabby as she is is because she's having nicotine withdrawal because there's no more vaping tools available. <laughs> in the house or elsewhere <laughs> that's the real news story right there <laughs> and i got to thinking about it and i thought you know you're actually that's that's actually probably probably true there's probably some kids some high school kids that if you've got a kid that's home that was particularly crabby uh maybe uh, there was there's a withdrawal thing that was happening at some point which um she's over now she's been uh she's been more pleasant to be around but uh trying to get the kids convinced that okay if you want to have a friend over that's not going to work but if you want to have a friend show up outside the door and you guys could go for a walk and you could stay six feet apart from each other walk the neighborhood like a lot of people are and not you know be you know bumping up against each other and holding hands or whatever um yeah, that's that's doable, but they're they're like, I don't want to do that. You know, they they you know they don't want to do that kind of stuff. They 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 want to. So they've been doing a lot of the. Um, I don't remember what the you know we've, we're hearing a lot about these these uh, like Zoom. There's another one that's uh, uh, like a 
there's another app that allows them to do the the multiple people on the same chat. I can't remember what it's called. And I think she's Omegle. Maybe I don't know. I, I know there's she, one. There's one called Omegle. I it, it, I don't know all of them. Kylie asks me to use my laptop sometimes when she's a friend as a friend over because you can't use your Chromebook for it. Yeah. So anyway, so she she'll borrow it. And like last night when I got home, she was in some sort of video chat with two of her friends. They were doing homework stuff, quiz stuff. And then when we did the whole cake thing for Kylie, I mean for Cameron, she had her friend Sophia on on her iPad as I'm setting everything up. And I'm like, and I wasn't rude to her friend. I'm like, Kylie, you can't just have her sitting. Like, can oh, we na- Like, no, like you just, I don't want to be rude, but she's sitting here as I'm trying to have a family moment. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, turn yeah, the yeah. fucking thing off. She's yes. like, you were rude to her. No, I wasn't being rude to her. It's like, I, I want, like, I'm trying to actually have a celebratory. We wouldn't have invited one of your friends to come over or done this if a friend was over. <laughs> you know what I mean? We so, would have waited for them to leave. You, but anyway, but you were saying, uh, well, she's uh, using one of them. I, yeah, but she's using one of those the other night with, uh, it sounded like there were, um, there was, probably like five or six people on that she was talking to the way it sounded i could just hear a part of it but uh you you just brought up something that you you mentioned earlier so your kids i I wanted to ask you about this so you have in new jersey at the schools that they attend they are actually expected to be doing schoolwork oh uh, a thousand percent okay so i don't know if i told you this i may have told someone else uh cameron school Monmouth County Vocational School District. I think it's like five or six schools. They have uh, the entire student body is 300 kids. So 75 per grade, ninth through 12th, freshmen through seniors. And so they are actually doing a structured online learning thing from, I think, 8 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. I think they get like 20, 30 minutes for lunch around 11 something. So that's like a, now it's a much smaller school district, they can do that. Kylie's school, one of two big high schools in this town, they're doing it. You get your assignments from your teacher, you go to Google Classroom, you do it, and you have to finish, submit everything by 11.59 p.m. the same day. So, but yes, they're both schools are required. They will grade you. They will test you. They will put stuff into Power School into the system that you didn't complete an assignment, and it will affect your grade. So, yes, they're doing huh. that. So that you know, in yeah. in this state, and I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how many states where that does exist. I I, I know it, I read something about California that 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 was going on in California. They said that California had a hugely high. Um, uh, number of students that weren't uh, that were supposed to be participating that weren't um, like two thirds or something like that were, were not logging in. Um, but in the state of Iowa, the whole state, um, there is no um, there. As I understand, they are uh, the state is not um, not certified. I think is probably the right language to use. So um, they there's no expectation zero zip uh, right now during the break that is going on right now, which. Uh, in all likelihood, they will not return to class this spring. They they won't finish the year, and um, they're also probably gonna they'll, they'll pick up in the fall the way it sounds right now. And uh, a I heard from somebody that, that the other day when I was when I was talking about being out in the driveway talking to all those people, um, there was somebody there that knew somebody from the school board, and um, so they're gonna pick up in the fall. And uh, everything that was going on um, uh, yeah, up until you know. 
two two weeks ago, I guess it's been now, two weeks ago. Uh, that's basically going to be the end of the school year, and they're just going to have to, it'll just be a pass-fail based on where, where, where they were at at that point. But um, the state of Iowa for e-learning, distance learning, uh, is not uh, certified, and uh, they don't have the ability uh, to actually do that, so that none of that's going on. Um, um, hearing what you said, and this is based on my uh, experience from working at home. Um, I think the way they're doing it um, with that structure, I think that's absolutely wrong. Uh, I think doing you, you it. Think that the stru- you think that my, my son's school, the structure is a bad way yeah, of doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's horrible. Uh, the, reason I th- the only reason I say it's good and not good for all kids is that for someone like Cameron, who's a smart kid, it forces him to get up. I gives him a little bit of structure. To. It's a short period of time. See, I, and I'm, he's getting it done. I think that's old world. I, I think the idea. Well, that no, I agree with you. Up. I agree with you that it's old world, and I, I, I and I'm I'm with you on that. And I think that this is potentially going to change education. Yeah, it's going to change businesses yeah. from working from home. Yeah, but I don't know shit about shit. I'll tell you that right now. I can tell you, for me, for working at home, I, I've been uh, I've worked at uh, I've worked my day as I as I need to during the day. Like today, I'm working from home, but we're doing this podcast. Podcast. Um, I am going to. Uh, I some mornings I'll get up earlier and I'll get at it at kind of a normal time. Uh, I'll leave it sit for a while. I'll come back to it. I've had conversations with clients the other night. I had. I was talking with a uh, 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 a client in California. Um, I guess it wasn't as late maybe for her as it was for me, but it was 9 p.m. Uh, we were having a conversation back and forth uh, online about a contract. Uh, I think she's West Coast, so she was probably like 7 p.m. for her and it was 9 p.m. for me and that's fine and we're both you know doing our thing when we needed to so I think if you can get the job done on your own time and you need to do it if you want to do it all at once you want to break it up if you want to do it however you want to do it I think that's the way most people um, should uh should be able to do their the to, to be able to operate if they want. Now we're saying kids, you should get up at eight and you should do this. I I just I think most kids actually are better off sleeping a little longer in the day. And, I agree with you. I and, agree. Um, and, yep. And I think, I think we need to just find a way to. Do, I'm, I'm saying doing the work is fine. I, I like the idea that they've they've got something going on and they've got some some uh, something to do. But um, I think this idea that we're going to create all these structured times within uh, that 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 they have to be done. I think, no, I'm I'm not a fan of that right. at all. So uh, yesterday, the uh, superintendent of schools here in um, in in Middletown. Uh, sent out a letter and it was you know the dear school uh, community we've received feedback from parents and the revisions of the middle and high school virtual home blah 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 uh, and it's like deadlines continue to remain 11:59 p.m. each night students may continue to work uh, they're, they're putting leniency protocols in uh, work at their uh, own time and pace during the day and submit their assignments by 11:59 they're not mandated to log into their Google classroom during the class meeting times as long as the student logs in uh, by 11 and get their work done by 11.59, they'll be considered present. And then, and it, so it just goes on and on, and they're changing some stuff for the elementary schools as well, because after two weeks of doing this and realizing that this is going to go much longer than that, like, I can't remember what our new date is. 
I don't think Cameron School is indefinite. It's just open. And I think the Middletown School District did something around uh, toward the end of April. It may have been April 21st, that Monday, uh, third week of April. So, you know, I think they're constantly doing it because this is not just challenging on on the kids. It's challenging on the parents. It's challenging on the teachers. And it's not normal doing things this way. Like you, right. And, and there, it's not like there was something in place. I mean, if you think about the conversation we were having earlier about these professional broadcasters, like a Howard Stern did not have anything at yeah. home to do this. Like, you wouldn't expect a... But he does voice. It's radio. Why wouldn't you have an ISDN? What if he wants to do the show or he's contractually obligated to do a show three times a week, mm-hmm. but he can't for whatever reason? Right. You know, and, and so these extreme scenarios have put us in a place and and in many different businesses whether it's a restaurant business how do we reinvent this thing we're not allowed to be open we're going to go out of business right how do we if we come back and stay in this business how are we going to adjust to some new normal you know our company was struggling again it's a lot to put on teachers um in the sense that you've got teachers some teachers i don't care that it's 2020 there are plenty of teachers that aren't tech savvy aren't on top of things so you're going to have a varying education experience not based on the teacher's subject knowledge but how they're going to do this that's true that's true yeah you know and and so and i don't necessarily think that um many of these school districts were prepared to roll this out overnight right so you're sort of making it up as you go along you know it's i i I don't know i i I, it's and again it's it's all anecdotal because for every positive experience for me saying that it's good for cameron because he has that structure he gets up and it's going to get done um you know there's a kid that this doesn't work for them having to be virtually present and paying attention does not work um you know or elementary school kids how the hell do you deal with that especially if you have a job where you have to work from home or what if you work as a healthcare professional or you have to go into a supermarket or whatever job you have that requires that you know it's tough it is yeah you know it's 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 real tough uh and and so it's it's one of the reasons where is you know I can get way inside my head about a lot of stuff. Some people have asked me questions about what's going on, what's happening with your job, or you know Susie had asked me very innocently, you know, do you text into the union to see about work? And I kind of I, I forget that she doesn't really understand how it works. I'm like no, what I mean like I. Well, I would never text in for work. It's I know what's going on. There's no work, <laughs> you know. I'm and I'm kind of, quite frankly, I'm still on hold for a job, which may never happen again. That television pilot may not happen. I still have the rental vehicle. It's in Greenwich, Sell Connecticut, it. in my friend's driveway. Sell because it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.